Hey, this is Change the Station. For today's podcast, we are talking about why 2014 will be the best year for music of the 2010s. This is Clifford, and I'm drinking a green tea. This is Trevor, and I'm drinking some nice cold water. This is Aaron, and I'm drinking room temperature water. First off, the news. So back on the 15th of October, U2 apologized for releasing their album to all iPhone devices. What do you guys have to say about that? Did they apologize to Apple for the hundred million or whatever? They didn't force an apology. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think I think we were a large part of that, and. So, yeah, you're welcome, everybody. We complained about Bono and U2 and Apple, and we got shit done. They, they heard us. I know <laughs> they heard us. So I hope that, I hope that now that uh, Cook doesn't, isn't going to be giving them $100 million to make an album, they just stop. I think he's like, might feel that he's good now. Like, like he felt bad. Know. No, I mean, like, he can buy an island and disappear. I would. I that would be fun. <laughs> is, there a, is there a band that you wouldn't mind forcing their album onto your device? That I wouldn't mind? Yeah. yeah. No, I... I, I it's just, I a, think it's it's just a completely out. bad marketing... Uh, yeah, like there, there's nobody like there, there's no band that's popular enough where everybody likes them. I I think like maybe like the most popular band in the world still wouldn't you know it wouldn't appeal to anywhere near anywhere close to the majority of of iPhone users. What about uh, the Beatles catalog? What if they push that to all of our phones? Kids wouldn't get that. Like kids have no <laughs> idea who the Beatles are. That would that would take up like. A five percent of my phone's memory, so I'd just be like, "Man, what?" All right, so America, you're welcome. Uh, next bit, uh, Slater Kinney is set to reunite with a new album coming out on January fifteenth. Cool, or I don't give a fuck. I've got mad opinions about this. Shoot, I am 
so excited. That's the most coherent way I can think of to say it in English. I bought. I I was really bummed because I, uh, I I couldn't get tickets in pre-sale because I live in Seattle and I have to drive four hours to go to Spokane. Um, but I finally got my ticket the other day. Sold out in half an hour. And I know you're all going to laugh at me when they announce a show in Seattle next week, which they're inevitably <laughs> going to do. But I'm <laughs> fucking excited about it. Like I yeah, I I was really upset. And they broke up. Not like, what's my, like, not like, oh man, I'm bummed that that band broke up. I'm like, I don't know if I want this world anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, I wonder what's going to happen with Portlandia. Now that Carrie Ron- Brownstein is busy doing better I, things. I hope they fucking cancel it. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> It'll just be 20 minutes of Fred Armisen doing like impressions of people. <laughs> she's on she's on transparent. She's she's busy. But she's not gonna quit. I mean like during Portlandia, she did Wild Flag. Like she she oh, really? like recorded an album and you know, while while she was in the middle of this show, she's she's not gonna quit Portlandia. In other she news, wants to. I, I had heard that Wild Flag, Aaron had had Run its course was the quote I heard. Oh, I'm heard from I'm you. not surprised. That was a couple years ago. I just kind of expected that it was like a one album thing. I mean, that album was really good, and I can understand it. Kind of the taking its course comment, especially with Sleater Kinney getting back together and Mary Timoney, who's in Wild Flag, is on tour right now with X Hex, who are That's awesome. Right. And yeah. Patrick and I just saw them the other night at Barboza. Yeah, they were pretty good. But not as good as Speedy Ortiz. Uh, yeah, Speedy Ortiz was pretty good. I hadn't got. Oh, were they, were they on that bill? Yeah, yeah, they were. Oh, yeah, that that would have been wonderful. It said their names, and it had the word "with" between them, so I guess they're like co-headlining, kind of. But they're both good. I liked X Hex better, but it was a really great show. I've always wondered what uh, a sober pig name would sound like. And <laughs> They would sound like Speedy Ortiz. <laughs> All right, so um, last week, uh, Taylor Swift accidentally released um, a track called Track 3 that just contained eight seconds of, of white noise, of silence, and it inevitably topped the Canadian iTunes chart. Um, is she the minimalist <laughs> artist that we need right now? Oh, I mean, first of all, it was actually a message from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> it was her Halloween release. Yeah. So you know what this makes me think of? Pootie Tang. Why does How it does it make you think of Pootie Tang? What? Because he released the silence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it blows everyone's mind. Okay, I, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. He doesn't even need to sing. Just because just I'm one of the only people who still like re- think like have reserved memory space for that movie. <laughs> no, my my boyfriend is for some whatever reason like has Pootie Tang memorized. <laughs> 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 He's made several Trevor, references. Trevor, you need to, to put that at the end too. <laughs> <laughs> He brings it up all the time, and you know, like I, I don't get it. I've never seen it, and what? It just keeps firing references at me that 
No, I haven't seen. Didn't didn't Louis C.K. Really? Are you really gonna say that to me? Like, How could you? Have that that and Good Burger. Pretty Tang and Good Burger were like the high school movies to watch. <laughs> I did see Good Burger. I made my parents go to the theater with me, <laughs> and they still bring it up at holidays when I see them. They're like kind of mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it is um, about, uh, we're right in the middle of fall, and um, we all have our go-to fall albums. What are you listening to right now? So for me, um, the microphones, great fall band, right? Um, Sunkill Moon, that's a year-round thing, actually. Real Estate Days is a great fall album. I just uh, yesterday got into Fortet Rounds from Ooh. like a decade ago. Like that that really that. hits the spot when it starts getting a little colder. That's, that's I haven't even thought about that band. In this in the same vein, I guess I've been listening to a lot of uh Shigeto. Oh yeah. Yeah, cuz there's a lot of like Who nice little samples in it. He's he's an electronic artist with a lot of uh I don't even know how to describe it. Sequence sort of bell sounds, things like that. It's very like twinkly and electronic y and then a lot of live drum tracking over it. He's fucking incredible to watch play live. But he's like really close to Fortet. And the reason I think the last few times I've actually listened to him is because I looked up rounds on Spotify and it's not there and I just end up listening yeah. to Shigeto really? instead. That's such a bummer. Yeah, he only has like uh, his last two albums out, which are on not. Spotify. Yeah, and yeah, they're, Spotify. They're they're not rounds. The um, I've been listening to Shearwater. That's pretty good fall album. Yeah. Which so, one? What? Which Shearwater? Just all of it? Uh. Yeah. What's Animal Joy? Is that their most recent album? Yes. I don't know. Wait, is that the Ockerville River, dude? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, some of them. Like, Shearwater have surprisingly, like, oh. stayed okay. Whereas Ockerville River, like, got real bad. Or boring, I guess. They got real boring. Yeah, they were they were still good. Actually, it looks like a Will Chef has left. Shearwater. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, he's no longer part of the team. Part of team Aaron Aaron has some strong feelings about Will Chef. <laughs> oh, is, yeah, is that like the the bug looking guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just remember like seeing him at Bumbershoot and like his googly eyes were like going all over the place and I couldn't get over it. No, <laughs> let, wait, let me rephrase this. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the exact reason that you left. Remember <laughs> <laughs> you telling me this? You, you just couldn't, like, you were obsessing over it and it made you mad and you couldn't, like, stand there and you left. Yeah, that, that <laughs> sounds about like that happened. <laughs> the best kind of patron of the arts. I, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I remember they were boring at Bumper Shoot, so. <laughs> we're good, now we know. <laughs> I think the microphones is the one that's, like, connecting with me so far. It's, like, the one that's, like, a fall album. 
It's like a, Wait. I don't know, it's, it's like really melancholy, but kind of like, it's nostalgic enough that it makes my soul feel like tea. Like which, tea? which microphones? The Glow Part 2. Yeah, that's what um, I was trying to find. Yeah. Yeah, that's the stuff. I tried listening to um, Mount Erie. What was that one uh, album? Dark Poem? No. I think that's a song. No, there's Wind's Poem. Wind's Poem. Yeah. Anyway, that album uh, didn't really hold up for me, but that's another thing. It's totally. Just wait 15 minutes and I have like another Mount Erie album. (laughs) He's. Matt, uh, Mount Airy's got some highs, but also some lows. It's just hit or miss. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, he's got a lot of material. Actually, saw it at. Um, I was at Spin Cycle on Broadway, and they had a Mount Airy seven inch that came out after Wind's poem, and it was the whole album. Every song on it condensed down into like. Oh yeah, minutes or something, or they were all played at the same time. I can't remember. I don't know. <laughs> so if you didn't like Sounds it, you can listen to it all in three minutes. I guess <laughs> that's that's where I'm getting. <laughs> that's that. That'll be you know the next way we consume music. Entire it's like albums, we'll all know everything all so well learned. that we can just digest any three yeah, hour all the, opera all the in a five minute wave file. Ooh, I have something to add to the news I just thought of. Have you guys heard of, um, I need to look it up, Dave Grohl's project, his HBO thing? Yes, I keep seeing I th- ads you for it that. when I'm watching shows. That uh, what's it called? Wait, what is it's, this project? It's called, uh, so, so he had a documentary called Sound City last year, and it went so well he, for his new like Foo Fighters album. He's making a show, and it's called, um, let me look it up. Uh, do any of you guys remember or know? No, I don't. I know that it was, I mean, we can just call it the Foo Fighters documentary. Yeah, it's, it's like, a, it's like a documentary so, series that they're doing that's for HBO. And yeah. I'm not going to start chewing <laughs> while I'm talking about it. But it's next, called... Uh, <laughs> Dang, I don't know. Well, it's called something, but yeah, it's on HBO, and he's essentially every song on the album, he's going to a different city in the U.S. and recording with, like, the big names there. It's like, I saw the Chicago one, and he had, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, just a number of people there, and, like, they talked about stories of all the different people who grew up and played music in Chicago, and then at the end, they, like, play the song that they recorded. So wait, it's like, kind of like it's a like cool idea. Several, you're saying it's like several people from a specific city kind of get yeah. together and. So, so, so they only have the first one out, or they might have the second one now. But the first one was Chicago, and it was just a bunch of people who grew up and like started because of the Chicago scene or whatever, uh, like big names in music, like um, the Cheap Trick guy, you know, and um, he. So he like hires them to each like play a track or a. Uh, like guitar solo or bass part or whatever on a specific song. And then, so that song is like the Chicago song that everyone in Chicago recorded, you know, and then next week they'll be like Washington DC or something. I mean, and I'm not just saying it sounds awful because you lost (laughs) me at the fighters or Dave Grohl. Oh, well, I don't care about the song, but I don't know. That sounds like it's like like, as a documentary. 
That's not really a documentary. Okay. It's not really like I don't know. Is it? So it's kind of about the individuals, and then they play Dave Grohl. Yeah. Like, hey, I got this sick face. Like it's like bow, 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 bow. Well, he yeah, I can do that. He, he doesn't like it. It follows the other people around. Like Dave Grohl's not narrating or anything. The focus is just kind of on this song at the end. But if you ignore that, it's forty-five minutes of just like interviewing people from Chicago, pretty much. And it's called Sonic Highways. I just found the name finally. That's also the name of their new album. Fun. Little, yeah. Little marketing tie-in that worked out great. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I thought the first episode was pretty cool. Go on. Who was in it? Was I mean Jeff Tweedy has to be in it, right? Uh, I don't think he was on in it. I don't think he's on the Food Fighters radar. They probably don't even know who Wilco is. My mom knows who fucking Wilco is. I guarantee you, Dave <laughs> I knows who. So we're on the we're on the um the HBO website right now, and I, I just have to say, Ian Mackay looks fucking old. Holy shit, <laughs> that is him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As you're gonna go to Seattle and. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, I think more rap on the track. Um, yeah, if I can't find it in like two seconds, we can just move on. Like, who's gonna he's be? Gonna, on he's gonna, gonna go to Seattle and just talk to himself. Who would you? Who would you want if you came to Seattle? Who would you have Dave Grohl come and interview? It would be. I mean, Cliff would just list everyone in Chris's world. <laughs> I mean. Who do I want him to interview? No one. Mm-hmm. But I guess uh, Perfume Genius, uh, the saxophonist from the Beakers, uh, the surviving members of the Sonics. I want to hear a song by all of them. Yeah, I just yeah. want to see uh, Dave Grohl hang out with Macklemore for half an hour. I mean, there's no way they'd come here now and not like talk to Macklemore. <laughs> well, I will see. There's people. So I have a list. There's people like ZZ Top's Billy Gibbons, LCD Sound Systems, James Murphy, Cheap Tricks, Rick Nielsen. Uh, so that's a, a sampling of the people who are on the Chicago episode. We well, definitely. I mean, Dave. I mean. Dave Grohl's Seattle, but he's obviously got to come, have had one here. I'm sure it's filmed already. They're going to do it, but it's got to be like, it's definitely going to be Eddie Vedder. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Yeah. No, it's fine. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> fuck. Who, I have no idea. Probably do someone from Heart or something. I don't, I don't know. Heart? Heart? Are they Seattle? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like Jonathan Poneman. Soup poop. Maybe he'll interview Sunny Day Real Estate. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. All right. So moving on to the main event. So right now, Billboard is going through um, this series on the website where they pick a year and a decade and um, try to make the argument that that specific year is was the best year of music for that decade. So, for example, they're, they're saying um, 1980 was the best year of music for um, in the 1980s because... So that, but, so. Oh, my God. Uh, so I thought I apply that to this year. And 
Um, ask you guys why 2014 will go down as the best year for music in the 2010s. Now, uh, uh, before we start, I'm just going to have to mention that 2014 hasn't had one platinum record so far. That is one million records sold. Although I am expecting the new Taylor Swift album to reach that mark. So I do have something to say with that platinum, at least, record thing. Uh, is that really a sign about anything music related or is that just a sign or like release related? Or is that just a sign that people are streaming now more than they're buying albums? Well, not even that. I, I think it ties back in with what we were talking about on the, the first episode. Like, you have the decentralization of everything, obviously, because everything's available. So there's no, especially with streaming on Spotify, it's just a, it's a stupid way to quantify something. I mean, it should just be, if they want to keep doing something like that, show, like, the actual reach of an album or an artist. Like, it needs, there's got to be a more encompassing way to measure that even if that matters or not but yeah i mean so i was i was doing a little bit of research when uh we're talking about oh yeah maybe uh taylor swift is gonna sell a million records or whatever and i was looking at uh her youtube and she's got that shake it off song and that that song has 280 million youtube views but then even think about like there are videos with like billions of views. Gangnam Style yeah. has over a billion views. There are J-pop artists that cumulatively have accrued more than a billion. Like I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm just trying to say billion over and over because it's fun. Because I'm <laughs> getting high well. I think I think regardless, 280 million views is is a lot, and you know, you add that up with Spotify streams, and you know, what does it matter? If People are not buying so many singles or, you know, whatever. Yeah, I think, like, the designation of a platinum record is a little bit irrelevant now. I mean, like, you, you get a plaque out of it, so I guess that's kind of cool. But, I mean, Wait, so you guys that, like, don't think that, um, or you think the number of platinum records is just going to go down from here on out? Yes. I, I, I think it's going to go down. I mean like back in you know the heyday of platinum records or you know like where where that was like really a a benchmark for for an artist's success like there wasn't youtube youtube you know that's really like the last like five or ten years and especially like the last five years where it's become kind of like the number one source for music uh at least for most people um so i mean like you're that that's not counted in um you know, album sales or anything that like 280 million YouTube views won't count towards, you know, your, your platinum record, but like it's undeniable that that's just like a huge number of listens. Yeah. It's, it's definitely some sort of market share, some sort of cultural currency that comes along with it, which is like, I don't know why people really obsess about it anyway. Those, I mean, from a consumer standpoint, I mean, it's, Kind of nice to know what everyone's listening to, but well, yeah, pretty much all I think is that this platinum statistic or whatever is just a sign that CD sales and digital sales are down. You know, nothing more really, which is to be expected regardless of what yeah, music we've comes out. That for a long time. Yeah. So. 
but there is one, actually one album that has sold over three million copies this year. But it, is it a U2? Is it what? Nothing. <laughs> it's not important. Wash <laughs> down that bong rip. No, there is one that that has over three million sales, but it doesn't qualify because it's not released by a single. Recording oh, artist because it's the Frozen soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I think number two in just sheer numbers is something like Beyonce, and she's like under 800,000 with someone else. I can't remember. Uh, what anyway, about, what about I, don't know, I don't know the value in that, is platinum? but there it is. Sorry. So um, I was going to bring up the fact that um, the song Happy will probably go down as one of the most popular songs of this decade. A song that I find incredibly irritating. But I just looked it up on Wikipedia just now, and uh, apparently it was released in 2013, so. Huh. Ooh. So well, are you saying 2013 is the best <laughs> year of the 2000s for music? <laughs> it wasn't pushed until whatever, 2014. Whatever I, wouldn't, I wouldn't count it. <laughs> Fun fact, it was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Original Song, but lost to... Let it go from Frozen. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I bought that album. I bought at least 2.5 million copies of that album. The, um, so also if we're saying that 2014 is the best year of the 2000s, does that mean that we're admitting that the rest of the years in the 2000s are going to suck? What is it? Well, what, First of all, we're talking about I the mean, 2010s. Like, or 2010s. I, I'm I'm just gonna back up and say I think like for the popu the popularity of Happy, uh, just kind of it's a case against 2014. <laughs> like 2014 would be a, a solid year because like just uh, people got so into that song. It's just like an, like an an anthem for like totally oblivious brainwashed people. I just like it was just. I, I, I couldn't believe it. Like, just like you hear it just like pumping out of people's cars is like everywhere. Like um, just in, in my in my work uh, is I is just everywhere. I couldn't I couldn't get away from it. But it's it's super repetitive in, you know, in an irritating way, I think. I mean, obviously, I don't love it, but um, I, oh, really? I, I don't think you there's don't anything love it? groundbreaking about it. It's, it's awful. <laughs> I, I hate it, actually. <laughs> Is it is it genius that it's a song about happiness that happy people listen to, but it's just like absolutely infuriating to everyone else? Yes, it is I mean, ironic. If it, that if it is... was like intended as a joke on the American people, I think it would be brilliant, but I, I don't think it is. Like if Pharrell was like actually some performance artist. <laughs> yeah. And like just one day he's going to be like, I can't believe you guys liked all that shit I put out. I don't know what you were thinking. The, um, trying to go back to like 2010 or to start with the, the beginning of the 2010s. And 2010s. About like, what, like what the big releases were. All I remember is Jesus. Oh. Okay, so 2010, like 2010 has my beautiful dark twisted fantasy and Robin's body talk. Those are. Uh, yeah. You're hitting my sweet spot there, Cliff. <laughs> okay. So he, here's the top 10 uh, uh, for um, albums released in 2014 on Metacritic. And this is just like, okay, yeah, no, I know exactly what it is. Okay, listen to this shit. Number 10, 
Aurora by Ben Frost. Nine, In Conflict by Owen Pallet. Eight, Burn Your Fire okay. for No Witness by Angel Olsen. Seven, Benji okay. by Sunkill Moon. Six, okay. Lost in the Dream by The War on Drugs. That's funny how they come in <laughs> six and seven. Um, number five, Present Tense by Wild Beasts. Four, Are We okay. There by Sharon Van Eaton. Three, The River and the Thread by Roseanne Cash. Um, two, they just she just ranked that hat because we died inside. To be kind by Swans. Number yeah. one so yeah. far, Saint Vincent by Saint Vincent. Saint Vincent so, is like have you guys have, have you guys even listened to any of those albums? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All of, well, besides Benji. Uh, <laughs> I'm okay. I'm I'm actually really surprised how huge Benji has gotten. It just seems like such an unlikely hit because it's so like fucked up. Like it's really upsetting. <laughs> like I mean, not like it's upsetting that yeah. it's that people are listening to it, but it's actually a kind to of listen to. But I don't know. I can understand I like uh, St. Vincent being number one because she's like the big crossover artist of all of those people. Well, I, I think the, the, the Sun Kill Moon Benji thing kind of proves that Pitchfork still does have a bit of clout if it tries to put its like full weight behind a band. Because uh, they really push that hard. You know. And I don't think they've done that to that extent. Like they've always liked Sun Kill Moon and Red House Painters. But it seems like they really hyped this one up. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like it was, I mean, with regards to them, it's a nice counterbalance to everything else that they put up. They're probably doing. But the rest of these are like uh, choices I really wouldn't expect, I guess. Like Wild Beast Present Tense. Like they are a band I'm always excited when they put something out, but like uh, not quite poppy enough. I don't know. They. To like reach a wider audience, I never expected them to have. Do you guys listen to Wild Beasts? Does anybody give a shit? Am I talking to nobody? <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I think about you're alone on that one. Like, I <laughs> barely do. I think I have an album there from years ago, and that's about it. Good, that's a good one. <laughs> the one from years ago, yeah. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> All right, so let okay, let's open the, let's open this up a bit. Um, yeah, 2014 is pretty hard to argue for. Wait, what is? Wait, so first of all, you talked about those Metacritic albums, and those are like okay, and I'll and I'll rep for Angel Olsen, but there's still some stuff that's coming out this year that you know isn't captured there. So there's the new Run the Jewels album, which just well, I guess that drops that's on right. Tuesday, but it's already out uh, basically. And then Vince Staples, which I think came out pretty recently. Oh, that was, also that was a good really wreck. Strong. That was a good wreck. Yeah. Yeah, that one's really, really good. And what about um, the new Aphex Twin album? Or I, I'm going to say I, I think it sounds like an Aphex Twin album. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. And did you guys my interaction that? with it. I was like, I listened to like the first three songs. I was like, God damn it. I want to listen to Window Liquor. <laughs> Yeah. And did you guys know that Tom York released an album? Uh, no. <laughs> he released an album that forces you to pay. What? Boo, give us you too. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's kind of silly. I, I, I saw that he released something on Torrent, actually. I 
remember reading that. But it doesn't. Uh, <coughs> whatever. Whatever. Tom York, you do you. You know what? I give you full pass on this. Please continue. It is kind of weird how Radiohead and Tom York became like the band that I had like the most anticipation whenever a new album came out to like just completely not really caring anymore. Like I'll listen to it sometime. I haven't listened to it yet. The new Tom York. Yeah, I heard I heard it's a song like on the radio. The studio and, I was and he's like, punching the clock. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's he's got like all he's this just, money like, now. He's and he not just into it. He's just showing up for his pension. <laughs> Yeah, he he keeps tenure as long as he like releases, you know, a couple songs every year, a few years. He got so rich off those disc boxes that me and Trevor bought. <laughs> yeah, you, you you too are the reason he's rich. Hey, I bought. I didn't buy disc boxes. I bought the vinyl at uh, Hot, Hot Topic. Topic. For 10 bucks. Oh, damn it! Whoa. <laughs> Uh, I think that was that was probably the exact moment, even if you don't realize it now or didn't realize it then, that you stopped caring about Radiohead. Was the time that you spent money like, to get in rainbows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was the crossover. That was when it was just all downhill. All right, so uh, I'm trying to think of other albums that were uh, released this year. Oh, so Mac DeMarco did he release something this year? Uh, yeah. Salad so. days. Salad yes. days. Uh, yeah, you, there it is. Salad days. Salad days is really good. Mac Demar- I like Mac DeMarco a lot. His uh, songs are sometimes about making meth. Sometimes they're not. <laughs> well, that's part of his charm. <laughs> yeah, he has like a gross, sleazy kind of. Well, not even sleazy. I don't. I, that's not even right. He's kind of ugh, grungy. Yeah, he's he's a little. He's got a little bit of sleaze to him, but it's like endearing. Endearing sleaze. Yeah, it's it's a good kind of sleaze. Wait, Aaron, you played a show with them, right? I did. Okay. Yeah, and 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 from from my limited personal interaction with him, he's he's a little bit sleazy. I like. Wait, he you like a you nice saw him or you guy, talked but, to him? But he was. What? You saw him perform or you talked to him? Um, I I talked to I didn't talk to him. I saw him perform, and I interacted with his band. Walter not, TV, not, not him from Anacortes. Who? Um, his his touring band. Uh, they also perform as a band called uh, Walter TV. I actually just went to their show at Chomp Suey the other night, and I totally skipped them because I was there to see Tongue Starts Bandit. But whatever. And they are they're from Anacortes near Seattle, and they are his touring band. Huh. Yeah. Are they like part of Phil Overham's cult? Maybe. <laughs> I think they probably yeah. play detuned instruments at his house. Yeah, I was gonna say, if if you're from Anacortes, you know everyone in Anacortes, so they probably hang out, play some music together. <clears throat> I would also like to like just touch back on the Sleater Kinney thing because I've been uh, aloof the last few minutes, um, which explains those bong rips you may be hearing in the background. But I just pulled out the the Sleater Kinney uh, that huge. They released their entire catalog, re-released it on vinyl in a vinyl box set through Sub Pop, and that's what had their first single in it. That was the, the supposed to be like the first news of it. Um, it's stuck in the box, uh, but it looks great. My roommate bought it. I am flipping through the this like hardcover photo book with Patrick, but. Uh, yeah, these photos are amazing. 
Yeah. Whoa. Sub Pop should send us one for free. <laughs> Very glad to know that the photos are amazing. Yeah, you can't. You <laughs> and, can't and you can't see them. There's this one where, like, one of them's holding a guitar and the other one is too, but sometimes they're just going around the city just funning. Oh, so Sam loves Sleater Kenny. Yeah, you guys want to talk about it? <laughs> but what I'm leading back to in this conversation is it it's did the woods come out in that in that bracket that we were we were talking about that list with in uh, 2010 to now? Um I don't Yeah, I think they had one, but I don't remember what. Oh, no, Not wait. The woods. Totally like 2005, no, right? That was like 2005. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's like way... That's when they broke up. That was like nine huh. years ago. Okay, here, here are um, some other al- um, artists that released an album this year. Uh, we mentioned Mac DeMarco, Cloud Nothings, which I thought was... Eh. Listen to it last night. It's They're fine. Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, Todd I Turgy. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh Jesse Ware. Does anyone like Jesse Ware? I heard, yeah, I heard the I, one that I she came do out like with. Her a lot. Aaron, did you listen to the new one? One that came um, out. I I, I've listened to it. like every song as it was released, but I haven't like listened to it in any sort of like cohesive back to back kind of way. No. Yes. Yeah, yes and no. Hmm. How did it compare to the? What was the? the what was? Yeah, yeah. I guess she did. Um, oh, 2012, right? Um, Devotion. Yeah, that that one that one blew me away. Uh, this one, um, I didn't really like. It didn't really like shake me in the the same way, or like it wasn't it wasn't new. It was like a Jesse Ware album. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. All right, so um, yeah, let's open this up a bit. Uh, 2014. I, I kind of want to. I, I can't like we we've been talking a lot about albums and like yeah just just kind of like naming albums and why they're good. Um, not not really making so much a case for 2014. Um, what, what do you think about like just emerging musical trends? Like f- for example, I think like 2014 has been kind of like a year of you know like R and B like 90s R and B throwback like mixed with like kind of like like down tempo or not not down tempo electronica but you know like kind of like more like mill electronic beats with like you know like faux r&b singing yeah, on, on a real later um, note uh 2014 will, will probably go down as the year when alt r&b kind of went mainstream with like fka twigs um the new beyonce yeah. album etc yeah, man. Yeah, I, I, I definitely like think think about that. Like, just like when I think of like 2014, like like thinking about the the beginning of the decade, um, in 2010, um, I, I, I'm not sure like if if I can come up with a definitive sound for that year. But now it, it's definitely shifted. Um, looking at electronic music, like you know, like the, I, I guess like a couple years ago, it was like this like big EDM kind of like disgusting like broed out kind of bass sound um that just blew up but like that that's you know the whole edm thing isn't even like popular i mean i i i guess it's wildly popular still but it, it's kind of like yeah. it, well it's it's, it's losing <laughs> footing no, no i, I like, get what it, you it's mean not, Chels- it's not, it's, yeah it's not yeah, like yeah, a cutting 2014 edge feels like anymore. the beginning of the end for edm yeah, and it, it's like kind of being it's being replaced like a, a lot of like really popular dance music. It's it's like '90s house throwbacks instead of you know like this like big old like progressive house or you know like weird gross EDM kind of kind of sounds. Um, 
So like I, I, I think in that sense, like in, in kind of a mainstream sense, 2014 is a really solid year. Like I'm seeing a lot of really like solid forward progress with music. Um, so you see this kind of know. recycling as like a, a positive element. Yeah. Um, and you know, like the, the last couple of years have kind of marked like, you know, like 90s throwbacks have been r- really popular. We we didn't really see any of that. Like, or at least I didn't really see much of that before 2010. We, um, so we, like, go, go. We're, we're, yeah, we're, we're doing or uh, I think music is, is recycling a lot of 90s elements, which which it hadn't before. And so it's at least kind of interesting again now. In in a you know in a in a different kind of way than it was. What do you, uh, a couple what do you of years say? Ago. It's interesting now. Like, uh, it's just times. different. Like the like in you know like the the late part of you know like the two thousands. There there's a lot of like eighties synth kind of stuff. Just be like big like synthy explosions and um, it. So you're saying it kind of progressed naturally, like from the two thousands, like maybe yeah. with like something like M eighty three or a lot of like eighties synth obsession. Yeah, which yeah, exactly. Happens. Yeah, they're like. The like people were really, I mean, the 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 '80s throwback like kind of got played out. And now there there's, it's a '90s throwback, and it will get played out. But right now it's it's fresh, um, and people are still have a lot of opportunity to innovate around it. Well, I guess even I mean, so it's always a perpetual thing. I mean, that's like a, a rudimentary element of music, just going backwards. Like even that Todd Terrish album is. Still a disco record, like that just yeah. came out, and that's really great album that I still connect to emotionally, even though I know that it's like, I mean, no, it 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 sort of uh, enriches it in a way, I guess, knowing where it came from and what it kind of is aspiring to. And that wasn't the right uh, way. What, to say what I've it. noticed no. is the um, <laughs> the past, I guess, four years we've seen subgenres that have their um, time to shine and it just disappears and um, for instance we had um, Witch House in 2010 Vaporwave <laughs> Vaporwave oh. Sea Punk in 2011 oh. or something yeah. or, um, and Chill Wave I feel like all R&B has a potential to maybe last <laughs> two years you know uh, but I'm just wondering if this is just going to be a trend that's going to last um, all decade no, it's gonna last like a couple more months, and it's gonna be over. <laughs> I, I I think it's getting. No, I mean the, right um, every people, year there's like a new people are getting sick of it. Emerging. I I mean I I don't see it as much as like a subgenre as it is something that's kind of like permeating all genres of music. Like you're, oh, I I wish I could come like up. Are with people some like more willing to experiment in genres that haven't really? Um, seen that before like r&b wait say that again like aaron mentioned that uh i guess he's seen it permeate across other genres and i'm i'm i forgot what i was going with that (laughs) i'm the high one yeah (laughs) yeah anyway cut that (laughs) (laughs) yeah no I, i wonder though if like um Streaming has kind of changed how quickly genres oh, uh, mutate. Whatever you're about to say, of course. <laughs> <laughs> right? But, like, because, like, we all have, you know, there's articles and everything talking about how, like, 
oh, we all have the same music collection now because it's just as easy to find any band, you know, any small band as any big band. Whereas 30 years ago, you know, you'd have to like go to some like record store and get made fun of, you know, uh, by some dude while you're buying vinyl of some band you haven't heard of before. So I wonder if this sort of thing kind of makes it so the evolution of genres occurs at a much faster pace or at least in a different way than it used to. Yeah. And then you can even have sub-sub-genres that just sort of pop up for a couple weeks and then disappear. <laughs> Is that actually a thing, Sam? Like, I don't know. Probably. Sub-sub-genre. Mm-hmm. There's probably some like similar subset of music that was near C-punk that like two guys on 4chan like figured out one day and they made like eight songs and that was their whole microcosm <laughs> of their musical expression. I think, I think uh, that's the just two genres that don't get progressive chill wave. <laughs> don't illegitimize it though. They had their moment. They had their time. All right. Well, let's Fortune see. Family band. If does anyone have any final things with this topic? Because I have some emails to read. Yes, I love Sleater Kid. Uh, I'll just say <laughs> that. In my, I guess, my opinion, 2014 hasn't been a particularly strong years, strong year. I think the only other year in this kind of uh, time that we've decided to select off that it's better than is maybe like 2011. But I look at 2010, 2012, and 2013, and I see some, some really outstanding classic albums, in my opinion, that come out of that time. And I look at 2014 and I don't see much. So 2010 is my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy. Uh, 2012 would be uh, Kendrick Lamar, uh, Good Kid, Mad City. And, uh, you know, I could say Grimes and I don't you know, whatever. Uh, (laughs) You can can think what you want. I don't care. Whatever. Uh, And then 2013, (laughs) obviously, Our Lord and Savior, Jesus. Uh, So... So basically, every year that has either uh, Kanye West or Kendrick Lamar is better than this one, and we don't have either of those. So, <laughs> I just, I'm just going to say that 2014 will go down as a year when uh, we saw the rise of alt R&B and is the beginning of the end of EDM. Uh, this is the year when people are tired of getting... Being fucked up, they're tired of parting and they're tired of dying. So, <laughs> the U.S. <laughs> finally dying. decides. Finally, God, it just sounds like you're getting anymore. old. <laughs> <laughs> We're all yeah. dying, man. Okay, let's go on to some emails that we got. Uh, so let's see. Well, first of all, I'll mention that we actually have a email account that is not impossible to reach. It's called change the station podcast at gmail.com. Uh, What's that? Email send us an email. We'll, we'll try and respond to them on these shows. Uh, so the first email is we have one by uh, Kyle and he, <laughs> he asked the question. Uh, let's see. I'll just read a couple selected uh, sentences from this. Don't censor guys... Kyle, man. What? You're censoring Kyle, man. 
<laughs> I, I'll, okay, I'll read the whole goddamn thing. Are you guys a music podcast? Like, do you mostly talk about music, but then you also talk about tech and pop culture? So do you talk about movies and stuff too, or does it have to relate to music? Do you listen to the radio? This sounds like a uh, hipster runoff. Do you consider listening to the radio to be listening to music on par with CDs and vinyl? Or is that just something to pass the time? Is there something fundamentally different about listening to music that the listener picks versus music versus something else, like a DJ's picks? Sam, link your radio show to the Tumblr. <laughs> Y'all should tell us your most eventful interaction with Jin Ghetto while ordering beer at the Redwood. What the I don't fuck? Have any, I don't have anything else to say except I'm going to listen and review the new U2 record for Tumblr. <laughs> Do we have any responses? First off, Thank thanks, you, Kyle. Kyle. Thank you for Kyle. reviewing the U2 album. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Thank you for supporting you too. <laughs> there's, there's just so many questions in there. Yes, we are. Well, let's go through them. Yes, we are a music okay. podcast, and let's talk about movies. I saw the new Hunger Games trailer today. Is that great? <laughs> Man, I watched like six hours of football. <laughs> yeah, me too. Oh, I watched like two, which yeah. is unusually high for me. That's usually a decade quota. Me too, Aaron. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, so maybe eventually. So to answer this question about music, maybe when we get tired of music, we'll start talking about movies and football and stuff. Yeah, sports. <laughs> sports, 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 sports. We're a sports podcast now because I said it. That was <laughs> bro, it's like Candyman. <laughs> uh, Let's see what else. I guess his question about... I'll, so, well, I'll answer the radio one, and then you can do the... So he asked, do we listen to the radio, and do we consider it to be on par with CDs and vinyl? I only really listen to the radio to kind of pass the time. It doesn't seem like that's a good way to find new music anymore. Uh, I don't know. I don't like know. If say that one of us here is on an internet radio station, so <laughs> kind of insulting my people right now. <laughs> well, no, I'm. I guess I'm just talking about mostly like I seek it out when I'm in the car or something. I don't really have an option of of choosing you know, anything other than a couple like crappy uh, FM stations or whatever. Well, that's because you live in a, a fucking cultural wasteland in Portland. So I listen to the radio every day because we actually have like real radio stations. So it's it's pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so is it on par with CD slash vinyl? It's better. It's the greatest thing. Yeah, ever sure. Happened. I don't listen to anything else but car commercials on the radio. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, the next, do we have any interaction with Jin Ghetto that we want to uh, talk about? Oh, um, I think one time last year, I went up to her and said, "Hey, I really like Silly Goose. You guys played a really good show." Silly Goose is her the Blink One Eighty Two cover band. She's right. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then she said, "Thanks." And I said. Oh, I asked her, oh, when's your next show? She goes, I don't know, sometime in February. But I don't think that show ever happened. So. <laughs> that was my that, best interaction with her. That was the best one. <laughs> <laughs> I saw her play a couple of times. That was it. They were all good. Did, did, it, did, any of you did any of you guys read her theory about how... Uh, what is it? She retweeted me once. No, sorry, wait. No, remake? she retweeted me once. That was the greatest day of my life. What was your tweet? Uh, hey, I'm listening to your music. It was essentially <laughs> that. I think I was playing her on the 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 Hollow Earth show that I do. But huh. and uh, all right, 
She was We're going so to the next email. This is another one from Kyle. Uh, his question, this is only a single sentence, thankfully. Getting a little obsessive. His question, <laughs> would you rather have dinner with Mark Koslick every day of 2015 or have to record a record with Liam and Noel Gallagher from beginning to end? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. Aaron, your answer. Oh, that, that's like a prison sentence. That's awful. <laughs> Okay, we'll add a third um, no, section. Like, you can you, also you, go to you, prison you, in this scenario. I mean, even I admit having dinner with Mark Cos like every day would probably suck. Yeah, no, like it, it, it'd be like you know, like an hour of like highly personal insults, like <laughs> you know, every day for a year versus three months where you're getting insulted personally for like four or five hours at a time. Just imagine the the, the more times you have dinner with him. He's able to like hone his insults to be more personal and hateful each time. So like after three months, he's like digging like he's just like deep into your really soul, thin. just sitting there curating his burns when you leave him alone. I just like keep picturing that as like becoming the most hostile marriage <laughs> in the history of the institution of marriage. Oh man. <laughs> okay. Just living with I, someone who's constantly trolling you is wait, like so be like living with. Me. What are your so, answers? Oh, I'd, I'd do uh, the Gallagher's. Gallagher, I'd record with the Gallagher's. Yeah, I'd probably do that too. You know, I, I just gonna, am imagining like December. It's been almost a year with Mark Koslick, and you're like, God, I have to eat dinner with him tonight. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I I will still uh, even despite this. Comparing it to prison, go with Mark Kozilek. Because <laughs> wow. there's still a chance that he's a better cook than the Gallagher brothers who <laughs> would be too drunk to do it. And actually, he might, Mark Kozilek might be too, I don't know. But going with him. That's my horse. I love you, Mark. I'll see you too, MK. Going to the next email. This is the last email. This is from Tina. Uh, so... She sent us a article reporting membership of Spotify. This was a response to our first episode. Uh, I'm not going to look at that article. Anyway, Spotify probably has a lot of subscribers. I'm not sure. Uh, so her email is, I pay 10 bucks a month for Spotify and love the ability to download albums without having to stream and use data. This comes in handy at work because websites with streaming music are blocked. Also helps when I simply don't want to use data or I have bad reception. There's also the social aspect of using Spotify, where you can opt to share with social networks, Facebook, for example, and place the songs you last listened to on your newsfeed. Personally, I don't do this, but it's that sense of community that some Spotify members enjoy and I take advantage of. Uh, also, she, she mentions that she agrees with you, Aaron. She likes SoundCloud's yes. community as well. It's cool to see streaming comments as the song plays. You can see what others are thinking and exactly when, Love making that. it feel like you're surrounded by others listening to music when in reality you're by yourself. It's just another form of engagement. The online social community is not something you can get from owning vinyl. Very uh, thoughtful response. <laughs> good, good, good for Tina. This kind of harkens back to our digital music versus Spotify or versus online uh, digital avenues of consuming music. I think that's um, a really good point. Like the instantaneous access to a reaction from another person is kind of what you're. You'd like to get down to as an exchange for information. Talking to someone that's right there and 
you know, they, yeah. <laughs> they can interject throughout. Yeah, the, whatever the fuck they got. That was that was one of the things I enjoyed when the Grimes dropped her uh, summer party jam dubstep whatever song Go. on SoundCloud, so you can see the reactions pop up. And it's like a bunch of people who barely speak English saying, I love you, Grimes, I love you, over and over. And then like when the EDF or like the, what is it, the dubstep drop happens, you see like a bunch of people just going like, oh, this is shit. This is, this sucks. This is terrible. (laughs) And that's like, you know that that's actually directly what caused Grimes to scrap her album this year. Uh Uh-huh. Mad props to her doing that. Yeah, that's, that that's funny that decision. It, uh, Unless her album's bad, then I'm gonna talk so much shit. Makes such an effect, I guess. Oh, okay. Well, that's our emails. Oh, well, Tia sent one more. She yeah. uh, mentioned she mentioned Sam's burp last episode <laughs> at 32 minutes in, and the adjective she used was disgusting. Ah, uh, it's a disgusting burp. <laughs> it could be a gerund of the verb to disgust. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right well let's let's end this let's completely uh, context this statement and i demand that it be deleted right, from this episode let's go into credits does anyone have any any shit to rap yeah i'm playing in a couple bands again it's weird oh, whoa back. yeah yeah that, name of your band fast. a couple bands and you're just playing in a single band no, I'm playing in a couple bands. Sea Ponies booking shows again. So oh, playing nice. playing with them. We have a show coming up in the middle of January at um, the Rendezvous. Um, playing with another band called Dearly Departed. Um, got a show at the Blue Moon and not sure where else. We we have a couple coming up before the end of the year. I don't have any dates, but but I'll go with you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ch- check it out. Yeah, well, Dearly departed. That, that's that's a band. Sea Pony is also a band, and I play in both of them. Hey, Cliff, you can only shit. stay away for so long. <laughs> I know. It's it only a month. <laughs> well, I got nothing to rep. I don't do shit. So get a hobby. Yeah. I'll. I'll just wrap our email again. Change the station podcast at gmail.com. I don't know. Got nothing to wrap. What about that? that cat you're come on, what, what, what oh, about yeah. Tumblr? What about Hollow Earth? Like, you, you guys got stuff. No, what? I've got one. I'm waiting. Okay. I'm, I was waiting. Oh, you're just Canada. saving it for the late. end. I'm going to do a couple shows. Can I read those shows? Um, United Nations playing think, next week. At Numos, I have no, I have no clue, but I'm going to that show, yeah. and they're a great band because they're uh, fronted by Jeff Rickley from the Screamo band Thursday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I, I love Thursday. That was like my high school like soundtrack. Like I exactly. Loved and it. then uh, oh, it's so good. Nils, Nils from uh, uh, the show. Buttons. Oh shit. Yeah, Aaron knows what's up. So. Yeah, I, I do. I I believe That's- I just said. Ugh. Yeah, you yeah. too, you too, Sam. You too, yeah, Sam. thank you. Okay. Oh, speaking turn. speaking of years of the decade, <gasps> Nils from like that you, oh that that, that was <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> Nils from best record of 2013. Uh, Screws Screws is great. 
No, 2013 was um. Wasn't that Screws? No, that was 2012, I think. The one that's like the black cover with yeah. like the Pentagon on it. Yeah. Not the Pentagon. He released an album. All right. After that, Spaces, I think. The yeah. Live yeah right shit. Spaces just came out. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. We'll look at it. We'll Google it later. We'll figure it out. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be fine. Yeah. I. I'll. I'll. Uh, I spaces. will. Spaces. Uh, that's the one. It's called yeah. Spaces. Aaron will Google it. Yes, I googled it. Um, I am repping my uh, radio station, Hello Earth Radio, and the show that I do on Sunday nights, six to eight p.m. Pacific Standard Time. HelloEarthRadio.org. It's called. Wait, isn't today eight. Sunday? That's it. What? Isn't today Sunday? Uh, yeah, but we're not doing it tonight. We're taking a okay. day off. We're back on November second. If this podcast is out before that. That's ah. yeah. Six to eight PM, the Seaport Beat. Me and Cindy host it. It's all Seattle local music and it's uh, great. <laughs> That's the word <laughs> to get you excited about it. It's great. Actually, why Aaron is drinking room temperature water? <laughs> because I'm a recovering alcoholic. I don't need to answer you. But like, did you leave it out? <laughs> like, 